What's up, guys? Today on Start Today, Win Tomorrow, we're talking to Nate Holthauser. He's a commercial real estate agent here in Orange County, and he's just crushing it. I really wanted to talk to him about kind of how to break into commercial real estate from an investment perspective, talking about uh, what it takes to get in the business and, you know, have success as a real estate agent. We talk about, you know, the building a, a dream lifestyle from a investor point of view. We talk about some of his clients and kind of the lifestyles that they're living. We talk about his lifestyle and what he's been able to uh, accomplish uh, during his career. So I hope you guys really enjoy this one. tomorrow all right guys today on start today win tomorrow we're here with nate holthauser how you doing brother doing great man yeah not too bad of a view out we're up here uh in newport beach on the peninsula we're on his deck today thought it would be a nice uh switch from what we're typically doing by having it out here and kind of enjoying the sun so thanks for uh being here again uh nate tell us a little bit about where you're from and kind of what you're doing sure uh well i've been in newport for 10 years I graduated from Chapman University in 2007. Great time to get into real estate. You got into real estate. The worst time to get into real 07, estate. 07, right? Uh, yeah, February of 08, actually, I got in. But uh, before that, I grew up in Glendora, okay. California. So I know your folks are from Claremont, yeah. right? Or have a uh, spot Claremont, in Claremont. Yeah, we have a restaurant in Claremont. Yeah, so I was 626, born and raised. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, I've been out here. and. How did, you, how did you come to Newport? What was the, what was the draw there for you? Obviously, there's Chapman, a Chapman, of... Orange County, and then, you know, I just love the lifestyle. Sure. You've been living out here uh, for now about 10 years now? How long? I've been living, yeah, 10 years just since graduating. From, actually, I'd say eight, eight and a half, because for a year and a half after graduating, I lived with my parents nice. in Glendora and commuted to Newport for 18 <laughs> months. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so tell me a little bit about, so you're, you're, uh, you're coming out of Chapman University, and what, what are you thinking you're gonna do with yourself? When you're, what, would you, what would you go to school for at the time? Business, marketing, and I knew I always wanted to be in sales. And I was working for Greystone, which okay. is a private equity firm that was doing all kinds of financing. And I was doing um, equipment leasing for them. And I did fairly well, but it was at a time when the market was just just about to get crushed. Right. This so, is peaking into 08 and everyone's kind of... Yeah, mortgage brokers were making... Yeah. Like you, yeah, we like you were everything. buying Lamborghinis yeah. and you know just going we nuts. We spent every dollar we had. You know? <laughs> and here comes the crash and just... We lost it all, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, I was offered a job to do that, but I, it was kind of not really what I was passionate about, so I went into commercial real estate. And so how, how did you get your, your foot in the door on commercial real estate? Where, where, where did you kind of lead into that? I mean, My commercial real estate's kind of a, one of those one of those things. It's, it's kind of a good old boys club, right? You kind of have to know someone to get into that at a high level. Yeah, it's it's well, like anything that's worth getting into, it's, it's uh, very difficult to start, and you got to put in your time just like... You know every every business that is is lucrative, right? Right, hundred percent. So so where did you uh, get? What was the end there? Uh, I always knew I did my research, and actually my college girlfriend's dad was best friends with the CEO of Marcus and Millichap, which oh. was a was a great company to work for. Uh, I, I work for CBRE now, but it was a great company to work for. I worked there for eight years. And so, how old were you when you started uh, commercial real estate? I was twenty-two. Wow. 
Wow, 22. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty young. I mean, was there any of your colleagues that young at the time? Yeah, they're a little bit of a sweatshop, you know, young, you know, cold calling machine, train, you know, sales training. So that was that part was good. So that was that kind of your early career was sitting there hitting the phones, kind of just dialing for dollars. First all couple long. of years, you're doing a lot of research. So you're always working with a mentor, of course. Right. You know, so you're kind of running, doing stuff for them and learning. But it's not like you're hitting the ground running at 22. No doubt. So you're, you're basically your your day spent just calling and making making appointments for some of your your older colleagues that have the time to go out there and meet with the with the with the yeah the process is uh, you know it's a pretty detailed sales process that they teach you right but really it's about figuring out a market knowing exactly how many buildings are in that market targeting those people in a very thoughtful you know, a way that's going to take a long time and developing relationships, adding value to people. Really what it is, is adding value to owners' lives in general. Right. You know, and it just takes brick by brick and uh, a lot of years to get those relationships rolling. I mean, how, how long did it take you to really to, to crack your first commission? Well, I mean, because I know these processes are a lot longer than residential real estate. Some of these transactions take a couple years to close, right? Yeah. Um, I would say, I think it was 18 months before I closed my first deal. Wow, yeah, wow. and they get you on a little salary, so you're you're being able to make make some money there at the time. Just Most to, people aren't. That's, is that right? That's uh, yeah. I was part of a sales internship program where I was getting two thousand dollars a month. Wow. <laughs> so so you really had to have a, a vision to really be a part of this business and know that you're gonna you're gonna take take it the long run because if you're not, you're sitting there hitting the phones all day, really looking for a commission two years down the road. So I would imagine that. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's like planting seeds. You right. know, just like your businesses. Right. You know, you got to plant a lot of seeds, and uh, you know, even to this day, it's like a lead that took you know, eight, nine years ago will resurface. Sure. And you, you know, it's just it's kind of snowballs. Right. You know, so it gets easier as time goes on. Right. Now, tell me, what's your specialty in commercial real estate? What what is what is uh, what does that look like? So I specialize in commercial, uh, primarily retail in okay. Southern California, coastal markets. So from San Diego all the way up to Santa Barbara, I have a team of producers and staff that we uh, try to cover that, you know, uh, geographic area. Each person covers an area. Okay. And are you doing anything up in NorCal or is that kind of, you kind of keeping it to Southern California only? Uh, triple Nets, which are, you know, uh, basically non, you have no management on them. You know, right. 7-Elevens, AutoZones, uh, CVS pharmacies. Those will sell anywhere in the country. Sure. Because they really don't need... You, you don't need to be, you know, boots on the ground with, for those because you're typically buying the lease, not necessarily the, you know, the management of a property. So we'll sell those all over the country. But right. pre, but, but the local stuff that's like, you know, storefront retail or, or shopping centers, that kind of stuff, we, we stick to Southern California. Now, tell me, what, what do you think that, I mean, you've had a lot of success. To, what, what, tell me about 2017. What was that last year looking like from a production standpoint? 16, 17, uh, we've just been with a theme that's been, like it's been too good to be true. It's it just keeps going, and you know we're all preparing for a correction, and it just seems to keep, keep rocking and rolling, right? I keep mean. yeah, keep healthy. You know, I think the thing that's holding up commercial real estate right now is fundamentals. Right. So fundamentally, there's no there's no real vacancy. Right. You know, so it's everything's cash flowing, everything's performing. So even though the returns are less than some other alternative investments, it's still a really safe place to put your money. Yeah. Now, 
being being a top producer in a commercial, what do you think set you apart from maybe some of your colleagues and some of the other people in their, your business? Uh, what, what do you think it took for you to have success in this business? I think that it's uh, it's mindset. It's really uh, you know you have to have a lot of failure, a lot of rejection, a lot of you know looking at yourself every day and saying, did I make the right decision? Did right. I you know? It, it, and that's with sales, that's particularly true. And then commission only. That's even more true, right? You know, because you sometimes you, you wonder, oh man, you know, you start at zero every year, <laughs> you, you know, and no you, doubt. you look in the mirror and you say, is this gonna, is this gonna be a fluke? Is this another fluke? <laughs> yeah, right. Especially when the market's been as hot as it has for both residential, in my case, and commercial in yours, you you wonder when the day is gonna end where we can't sell anything, anything else. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, with the right mindset, uh, you know, and working. I always hard. use the analogy when you, you know, you take a ship to get to a destination and when you arrive at your destination burn the ship because you're not turning back that's right that's right i love that that's a beautiful quote i like that a lot now um your day-to-day though what does that look like now now that you're kind of you're about eight years nine years into the business um you're not having to make those phone calls as much as you are what is is that what does your day look like yeah it used to be when when you first start is this all a lot of prospecting business development you know, meetings that are probably pretty low probability. Right. And now it's managing probability. Right. You know, it's managing, uh, you know, good sourced leads through our marketing network. Okay. And uh, also just managing your pipeline, you know, making sure. These days it's pretty much making sure that my really good clients are taken care of, you right. know, every day. And what, what are you doing to, to, to take it to that next level, taking care of clients? I mean, I think that's really important in sales. Everyone's got a little rhythm of what they do and kind of how they, they structure their, their customer service. But what's one of your kind of keys to success there? Yeah, I think it's, um, well, first of all, it's making them money. Right. Right. That's right. number one. At the end of the day, right? You number know, it's one. making them money. Especially and in commercial real estate. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all business transaction, right? Does yeah. it ever get emotional in, 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 in uh, commercial? Yeah, it does. You know, there's really big trophy properties and pride of ownership stuff sure. that, you know, people... <laughs> get emotional on but at the end of the day it's about business right and making money yeah and what's kind of cool as a broker if you're a really good broker and you take care of your client you kind of grow together you know you, you grow with your client you make money with your client you can even the really good clients that you're close with and you trust you can invest with them yeah you know so it's kind of cool to to see the natural progression you know, of with going from going from the initial meeting to actually being able to do business with them and by by chipping in on one of these properties with them or what yeah what and you, you and you you're really at your uh, you know you're at the front row seat to some of the wealthiest best lifestyles you know that are out there right I mean that's the exciting part that's I, that's what I love I mean tell me a little bit about like what, what's one of the coolest stories you've seen or a client like he had a building over here yeah and, like <clears throat> like I I guess. Uh, you know, I got a lot of role models, and I get a lot of uh, mentors in this business. Sure. And w- one of them is a, a really close um, friend of mine, and he's probably in his mid to late 50s. He never graduated from high school. You know, I, I have no idea what his real net worth is, but it's just boatloads of money. Right? You know, it isn't. He, he, it's not about the money for him anymore. You know, he's got the jets. He's got the you know the cars, the, the, the houses. The... Yeah, he's got all that stuff, but it doesn't. It, I mean, he, he's pretty modest. He drives a truck, you know, and he, he could drive a whatever Ferrari he wants. Right. But, um, you know, I just, I like being at the front row watching and learning how to really have an awesome lifestyle. You know, that's what one of the things that I, as I progress in my life and I'm looking at how big of a vision I want and the life I want to live, it's about living a life by design, right? And these people that are owning commercial real estate, they have 
really the opportunity to, to choose what the, what it looks like. I had lunch with a guy on Monday, and this guy has an office down the street that he owns, and then he's got his man cave, right? And it's this garage that has pool tables, offices if he wants to work from there. All of his bike collections, that 15 bikes in there, motorcycles in there. He's got all of his cars collections, It's and it's right next to the airport, so he can hop on his private jet if he wants to leave. I mean, it's 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 about... Yeah. It's, you know what that it's all about, though, is um, is passive. Passive income. Right. You know, and that's the hard part, is not... Um, we hustle, right? right? We hustle every year, and and I, I'll do it till the day I die. I don't, right. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Right. But the passive part brings in another thing to your life where it's you could do what you want, when you want, whenever right. you want. I think that's such such an important uh, uh, thing to, to take back is that when you're young and you can hustle like we can now, you have to look to the horizon about passive opportunities passive income, passive businesses. And how, so, so, so give me an example, like for myself, being in residential mortgages for my, my whole career, how does someone tap into commercial? How are they gonna be able to, to get their foot in the door? And what, where would you recommend them starting? As an investor or as a broker? As an investor. Yeah, as an investor, it's, it's pretty tough. I mean, I think it's, um, a lot of it's market timing. Right. right now, it's just really hard to find a deal. Right. It's just because it's uh, saturated. It's it's um, you know a lot of buyers in the marketplace. I'd say it's a seller's market. I wouldn't say it's a buyer's market. Okay. So you have to be very cautious. Okay. You know because you could just get burned. You know? So so would you say that maybe the, the the key is to to maybe not jump in now, but almost like keep your cash now, to, so that you could. To there's a, there's always there's there's good deals and ba and bad markets and bad deals and good markets, sure. right? So there's always there's always that, and and there's always the challenges are always different. So I'd say. You know, all if you want to be an investor, look to a particular market, understand the market. Understand you the have market. to really peel back the layers of the onion, you know, and know what are you buying, what's replaceable, what's your downside, what's your exit strategy, all these things to mitigate your risk. And, you know, you can work with a good broker or you could just do your own research. Right. You know, and... Um, it's well, not. It's well, not rocket science. It's not right. I mean, I, but I think that it, I think that commercial is a little bit intimidating to, to crack into. I know I, I feel intimidated about the marketplace, and I found it interesting to, to speak with you a little bit more about it. Where where would someone go to really learn that online? Is there a space that you could recommend or a book that you recommend? I mean, well, it's just like there's so many food groups, right? And, and the That's spectrum's true. so wide, right? So you maybe, maybe so you could buy a fourplex or you could buy a twenty million dollar shopping center. Sure. Sure. So it, it depends to... on what what your appetite is. Right. What, how much money do you have? You right. know, I'd I'd say uh, you know, if you're a, if you're a first time investor, really try to figure out what your what's your strategy and, and what your goal you know, is. Maybe if, right. If if it's buying a fourplex, fourplexes are great. Right. You know, that's not a bad investment, but right. you have to really do your homework. Yeah, that's a good point. Now uh, we talked a little bit about creating a lifestyle. I know that you you've created quite a lifestyle for yourself. Now you have you have a couple of limos as well. That you can you can take clients out and entertain them in. Yeah, that's a, that's a good time, brother. Yeah, it's been awesome. I've had a limo for seven years. It's crazy, you know, it's since my mid twenties. Well, and you just felt like that was a great opportunity to not only have a good time as a lifestyle event, but you could bring your. A clients. friend of mine who's a kind of a cool liberal, long-haired surfer guy got me. He just was bugging me to buy one. He's my roommate, and uh, it was awesome. We bought it, and it was just for fun. But then it morphed into this lifestyle of offering clients, friends, family, you know, it just, it just makes everybody's life better. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I, I could imagine. I mean, there's so much more excitement. It brings people together. Sure. No, you're And then right. you get to cruise around with your friends or, or you know, colleagues or, or clients. And it, just, it just heightens the level of, of fun in the atmosphere, right, when you're, when you're having a limo pick you up. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually, you know, 
a lot of practical applications as well, not just the partying and the fun, but it's, you know, having a driver these days with traffic going, getting worse. Sure. You know, you're actually applying your time wisely. Absolutely. I mean, 100%, because if you're going up to L.A., you've got an hour and a half commute, you're getting work done on the back of that thing, right? I mean, yeah, and that's killer. Now, um, being that you're around a bunch of successful entrepreneurs and, and business owners, what do you think sets these people apart? Is there a common theme that you see with these people that are that um, that really brings that kind of extra success to their life? Is there something that like sticks out in your mind that you maybe uh, implement in your own, your own life? Yeah, definitely. I'd say uh, discipline. You know, discipline. Di- discipline with uh, okay. how, how they invest and and like you were just saying, emotional. You know, is, is it emotional or is it logical? And I think that they make really good decisions based on historical events, based on fundamentals, based on never getting out of their strike zone. Kind of like how Warren Buffett has his strike zone for his investments. Right. You have to find what your niche is, what your specialization is, and don't deviate from it because then that's when you're going to start striking out. That's a great point. I mean, I, I think about I think about some of the loan officers that are in my business, and they they like to do everything right, and they try to know every part of the business. They do the VA loans, they do the commercial. I mean, the 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 uh, the FHA. They'll do the jumbo. They'll do the conforming. But they're always kind of a low producer, right? And when you find the guys that are doing it at a high level, they they always have a niche, right? So I think specialization is like very probably the most key aspect of uh, success in sales. Because then you become the go-to guy for something. That's right. That's how it sets you apart. They, oh, the guy. Oh, that is you know, That's just what, Justin. You yeah. have to go to Justin for yeah. that. And Nate, he he handles these types of properties. We got to talk to him. Oh, about coastal it. downtown. You got to call Nate Holtauser. That's beautiful. You know, I get calls like that. It's very refreshing because, uh, you know, if you look at it, low-hanging fruit, right? Everybody wants low-hanging fruit. Right. So you start thinking, oh, should I go do a deal in the Inland Empire? Sure. You know, and. I'll do it. I'm not too good to do a deal in the Inland Empire, but what I'm saying is, where That's are you focusing? Market. Where are you focusing your time? Right. So I go to do the deal in the Inland Empire, and then somebody eats my lunch in Orange County. Sure. 100%. And then and then and 100%. then what am I doing? Hundred percent. You know, so it's diminishing returns to go outside, of, deviating from your specialization. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, young guy, coming out of college, wants to get into commercial. Where does he start? Does Again, there's there, there's or? a lot of food groups. You know, there's leasing, there's management, there's uh, debt origination, there's uh, you know what I do, investment sales. I'd say if you're going to go into investment sales, that there uh, Marcus and Millichap is probably your best firm. It's a Shark Tank. It's really dog eat dog, tough. You know, but that's the real world. But right, it, it gets you your, uh, your your thick skin, and you know you get the sales uh, abilities from a, a place like that. Yeah, right? it's not it's not too hard to get hired there. Okay. And I think that you know CBREs of the world they cherry pick you once you're once you're once you're like groomed yeah, yeah. yeah good deal where do you uh, where do you where do you want to be in ten years are you still working are you still hustling I mean what what is yeah, it like I'll work till the day I die I, I enjoy this business a lot you know I'd say that I'll probably do less brokerage and more principal investing right and I think that's the ultimate goal I think that your kind of your walk away from brokerage or at least not waking up and saying, hey, I'm a broker today, yeah. is when your passive income matches what you've made as a broker. Right. D- dig a little deeper there so you can explain to people that are uh, that are kind of lame to this and that they don't understand. So being in commercial real estate, the idea is that over time, you're also picking up properties 
as you kind of progress and you're, you're, you're putting some of your commissions into these properties so that you can grow your portfolio until one day your passive income, the income that you're getting off the properties, matches your sales and the new originations that you're bringing to the table. Is that basically the idea? Yeah, not everybody views it that way. You know, a lot, some people are strictly a broker. You know, they've never invested in a single piece of commercial real estate, which is crazy to me personally. Right. But, you know, I've, I was lucky enough to have been mentored by really great, you know, clients that said, you're going to take your commission and you're going to leave it in this deal with me. And, you know, I've done that now probably close to 20 times. Wow. You know, over the course of, call it, you know, seven years. God, imagine fast forward another 20 years, you're in... 50, 60 deals. Yeah, and I'm talking like I, I own one percent of some deals. You know, they're not they're not a lot, but the just the investing in it, learning how the structures work, have has led us to now transition into leading the way as a managing member, and we're raising the money, and now we're buying it. Beautiful, that's incredible. I love the fact that there's vision there that you had maybe when you first started out that you were, I'm going to do sales, but I'm also going to start buying into these properties because when I'm older, I want to have that passive income. I want to have these assets because when, if you're in sales and you're just grinding away, you're going to wake up one day if you don't have that passive income and that, and that vision and game plan, and you're going to be burnt the fuck out. And you're not going to have the, yep. the, the assets and the, and the wherewithal to, to, to live a nice lifestyle when you're older. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal, right? To make... Fifty, a hundred thousand dollars a month for just waking up in the morning, and that's not too hard. Fifty, a hundred grand. I mean, some of these investors that you're working with, these people are making four, five, six million a year on passive income. Huh? Oh yeah, all I mean, day. I got clients that are in the millions a month. You know, they, which I mean, they're they're very very specialized in in what they do, and you know, it's taken them a long time to build this you know mass portfolio. But I mean, it, I said it before, it's not rocket science. You know, you just have to. Um, you gotta put in your time, and it, it, it's funny. You look back like five years later. You know, I threw in these little. I call them nickels and dimes. Right. You know, nickels and dimes. You know, just fifty grand here, hundred grand here, and then you know you get whatever three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a month off this thing. Sure. But you start looking at your bank account. Yeah. You know, and they're hitting they're there. Away. Whatever's gonna make money immediately, you take care of that. Okay. You know, so in our business we call it a brokerage continuum, right? So there's prospecting. There's uh, actually listing, then there's escrows, and then there's closing, and then there's servicing the client, bringing it all the way around. Right. So there's like this big, you know, kind of continuum. Continuum. Sure. Yeah. So you always got to compartmentalize your day to make sure you're hitting all the food groups in order to keep the continuum moving. You. Okay. You know, so it depends. You know, uh, what what you're doing. My days now are are more servicing clients than you know if they're in your first five years. You're just doing business development the whole time. The whole time, right? Now it's a lot of service. Taking, are you t you're taking clients out, having dinners with them, taking them to lunch. Yeah, a lot of entertainment, you know. Um, but really, at this point, it's not like I'm trying to win over a client. It's just like, man, that was such a great deal. I can't wait to celebrate with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's you a know? friendship. You built a friendship and a bond there. That and that and that comes with you on their next deal, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm more of a relationship guy than most people, okay. you know, as opposed to being a mass marketer. Right. You know, so I like to roll deep uh, and just really take care of clients. You know, a good example would be I have a great deal, right? I could sell it to anybody. Anybody will buy it. But who am I going to give that deal to? Right, 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 right. Would you say that that's one of your, 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 your secrets of success, your secret sauce, is that you just, you've built deep, deep relationships over the course of your, your is that one of your strengths, would you say? Or, Definitely. Or is, like, is that Definitely. your number one strength, would you say? I would say, yeah. That, I would say that that's been... Uh, probably the biggest key to my success and and it's a 
the other benefit to it is that when your relationship grows with these people, you get to get front row seat to, <laughs> the how, to, how, to yeah. how to be like them, right? Yeah, sure. No, that's 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 what I love about your business is that you're literally working with the wealthiest, most successful people in the the county in Orange County, and you're seeing how they how they play their day, how they invest, how they live their lifestyle. You get to meet their families. You get to be part of them, right? They're friends. And so that's such a cool, it's a, it's a great business to be in. Nate, tell me, what's your morning routine look like? Mm, I always got to listen to NPR. NPR? For the first half hour of the day. Is that you know, right? Just to, get a, just to get a little flavor. Drinking a little coffee. Are you going to work out? I mean, tell me. Yeah, I work out five days a week, uh, you know, get my mind right. And I don't typically work out in the morning. But okay. um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an early guy, right. you know. Um, I know a lot of guys like you and, and it probably would do me good to be an early guy but I'm not and I, I probably get in the office around nine and uh but I work late yeah you know, I always yeah. work until about seven you nice. know but um yeah no I any meditation or anything like that reading books or, I started yeah. meditation yeah um I picked up uh that book that Ray Dalio uh I don't know if you've read Ray Dalio's principles no oh my god it's it's amazing uh you know and I'm I'm only like halfway through it okay but his uh, the breakdown of it, it's a higher level of thinking, right? And he, he attributes it a lot to uh, Medita- transcendental meditation. Medita- wow, that's killer. Principles by Ray Dalio. Yeah. And, and what uh, what other thing what other takeaways have you had in that book so far? You know, I think it's it, there's so many, but it, he really brings a higher level to thinking. He calls it like a, a higher level you and a lower level you, and everybody always gives up to the lower level you sure you know the the things that are like we we're just talking about pain and pleasure the things that are immediately more comfortable or less painful you'll always do those things first sure but those are you know first order and second order wow you know the second orders always the stuff that you shouldn't do wow you know and and how are you going to progress yourself with the first order things you're not you know and you have to really train your brain to almost like pain wow you I know in that. working out in doing uncomfortable things for work, doing all those things that are, you know, having a podcast, having a podcast, (laughs) having a marketing company. These are all things that are disciplines, right? Sure. Sure. That's great. That's great. I'm gonna have to pick up that book. Thanks again, Nate. This has been a great interview. I really appreciate that. Uh, You took your time out today and and spent it with us. Um, One one of the things that we ask all of our uh, podcast uh, interviews is what could you start today to allow you to win tomorrow? Get uncomfortable. You know, get a, the uncomfortable things that everybody avoids that you know will produce really good results for yourself. And everybody knows what they are, yeah. you know. So I, I guess probably the most uncomfortable thing is, you know, to this day is like, you know, 32. I've been in the business for eight plus years. You know, I don't want to pick up the phone and get hung up on. Sure. But you know that there's a paycheck on the other end of that. They ha- there, you have to make that call, I used right? to I used to tape a... Um, a roll of hundreds, picture of a roll of hundreds on my phone. Killer. And then I would actually take my income for the year with the number of calls that I made and divide it. And then so wow. I say like, you make, you know, $26 a call, that you pick up the phone a few more times, right? Sure, 100%, love that. Where can we, uh, where can we find you online or how can people get a hold of you? Just Google me. I have a pretty unique name, Nathan Holthauser. Okay, cool. And if you Google me, it's at the top of the, the Google search. Are you on Instagram, Facebook, all that? Yeah. Okay, cool. LinkedIn, whole Perfect. deal. Perfect, awesome.